So I had just turned 16 years old, and my brother had a Nissan 280Z six-cylinder sports car, and he was going to get a Datsun B2000, and I was going to buy his Nissan 280Z sports car. And so I went to my dad, and I said, hey, dad, how about this? How about you loan me money so I can buy the sports car from from my brother, and I'll pay you back. And I just turned 16, and my dad said, you know what, that's fine. Why don't you head down to my office, grab my checkbook, I'll pay your brother, and then you'll pay me. So I said, sounds great. So I got in the sports car. I don't know if you've ever been in a Nissan 280Z, but it's like sitting in a fighter jet. You sit down in this cockpit. It's got a manual transmission. I mean, it's a really smooth-looking car. And so what I did is I headed off to my dad's office. And on the way, I thought, you know, it would make sense to make a stop and show off to my friends my new sports car. And so there was a there is a gated community right by our house called Palm Tree Circle. And I thought, you know, I'll do is I'll just go in there and show my friends my new sports car. And so they were out playing football in the middle park area. There they were, all my friends. And so as a uh, smart, young, respectable 16-year-old male, I revved the engine, and I let out the clutch, and I proceeded to show them the performance of the sports car around this closed track of homes. And I will tell you what. I was doing a very good job at showing the speed of this sports car while the junior college football coach was backing out of his driveway as I was approaching. I swerved and barely missed him and I went up to the gate and it was a pressured gate which means you have to drive up, your car pressurizes the system and then it opens the gate. So I'm sitting there hoping that the guy that I almost just hit won't catch me, and as the door slow, the gate slowly opens, I take off, I head down to my dad's office, I get the checkbook, and I come home. All is well. But it was funny, my dad doesn't usually greet me as I drive into the house, but he was out in the front yard, and he said, son, where have you been? Well, I said, I went down to get your checkbook which wasn't a lie. He said, I just received a a call from the coach, and he said, and he proceeded to explain to me my lap time at Palm Tree Circle. He said, give me the keys. You will not be buying a sports car, and you cannot have a vehicle for at least two months, and when you do, you will buy a truck. So I will say this, as we celebrate Father's Day, dads do amazing things for us. Dads love us. Dads have what's best in our interests as kids, even when it is saying no to a Nissan 280Z sports car. If you have your Bibles, open to Mark chapter 5. We're going to be in various texts, but what we're going to do for a message that I've entitled Four Dads is we are going to look at four dads in Scripture, and we're going to learn from them. The first three dads are imperfect, sinful dads. And so all of us men in here can identify with them. Praise God for that. These aren't the 
perfect, you know, all-star dads. These are just normal dads, but they did amazing things. And so what we want to do is we want to learn from the amazing thing that they did, and we want that to apply to our lives. But before we do, let's ask the Lord to help us understand his word today. Father, you are so good, and you're patient, and you're kind. And Lord, you knew it was not right for me to have a 280Z. You protected me. I thank you for my dad. I thank you for him saying no. Lord, I thank you for all the dads in here. Lord, I pray that you would just bless them. Father, help us to understand your word and to apply it to our lives. We ask it in Jesus' name. Amen. So here's a dad that we're going to look at. Look at Mark chapter 5, verse 21. We're going to start in verse 21. Let me read to you. And when Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered about him, and he was beside the sea. Then came one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jarius, by name, and seeing him, he fell at his feet and implored him earnestly, saying, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her so that she may be made well and live. And he went with him. So now here's the thing is that you've got this ruler of the synagogue, Jairus, and he comes to Jesus and he asks him, please come save my little daughter. Now as Jesus is going, there's an interaction with a lady with a disease, Jesus stops, she's healed, but skip down to verse 35 and we'll pick up the story of the dad coming to Jesus on behalf of his daughter. While he was still speaking, there came from the ruler's house some who said, your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the ruler of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. And he allowed no one to follow him except Peter and James and John, the brother of James. They came to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and Jesus saw the commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. And when he entered, he said to them, Why are you making such commotion and weeping? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. But he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. Taking her hand, taking her by the hand, he said to her, Talitha Kumai, which means little girl, I say to you, arise. And immediately the girl got up and began walking, for she was 12 years old, and they were immediately overcome with amazement. So here's we got this story where this ruler of a synagogue, Darius, his daughter is going to die, and what he does is he goes to Jesus. He goes to Jesus on behalf of his daughter, and he falls at the feet of Jesus and says, please save my daughter. I mean, just imagine this scene. Imagine, you remember, Jesus, there's so much tension around Jesus because you've got those that are the Pharisees 
who are thinking, wait, who is this man doing all these things? And you've got a ruler of a synagogue. He is in such need that he comes to Jesus. And he says, my daughter is at the face of death. Come and heal her. And notice that it says this, this man, this dad fell at the feet of Jesus. And so us dads, we know this. We know that if that's what it took, if our daughter was going to die, is that if we could just get to the feet of Jesus, we would bow before him and beg him, save my daughter. And so what can we learn from this dad? Well, here's the first thing we can learn is it doesn't say this dad had it all together. It doesn't say this dad was perfect. This dad was sinless. It doesn't say that this dad was pleasing in the eyes of the Lord. It doesn't say anything about this dad. All it says is that he came to Jesus and asked. And here's the thing. Dads, be comforted. Because what we learn from this dad is that we also want to come desperately and fall at the feet of Jesus on behalf of our kids. So we come to the Lord and we love our kids and we want what's best for them. And what we're going to do is the same thing that this dad did is that we're going to come to Jesus. We're going to bow down and say, Jesus, help me, my kids. There might be one of, one of your kids that are kind of lost their way or they might be sick. We want to do what this dad did is that he came, he falls at the feet of Jesus on the behalf of his child. Turn to Mark chapter 9. Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 14. It says, when they came to the disciples, they saw a great crowd around them and the scribes arguing with them. And immediately all the crowd, when they saw him, that's Jesus, were greatly amazed and ran up to him and greeted him. And he asked them, what are you arguing about with them? And someone from the crowd answered him, teacher, I brought my son to you. For he has a spirit that makes him mute. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down and he foams and grinds his teeth and becomes rigid. So I asked your disciples to cast it out and they were not able. And he answered them, O faithless generation, how long am I to be with you? How long am I to bear with you? Bring him to me. And they brought the boy to him. And when the spirit saw him, immediately it convulsed the boy and he fell on the ground and rolled about foaming at the mouth. And Jesus asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. And it has often cast him into the fire and into water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us 
and help us. And Jesus said to him, if you can, all things are possible for one who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said, I believe. Help my unbelief. And when Jesus saw that a crowd came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, You mute and deaf spirit, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. And after crying out and convulsing with with him terribly, it came out and the boy was like a corpse, so that most of them said, He is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted up and he arose. And so imagine this scene is that this, this, this son of this dad has a demon. And it says it often is trying to kill him. I mean, think about the scenario. Think about this happening. You know, we have this trial. We have this boy. And he's thrown into the water. You think, why are you trying to kill yourself? And then it throws him to fire. And you say, why does this boy keep trying to kill himself? What is going on here? And these these parents are just, they don't know what to do. And they come to the feet of Jesus. They bring their child to Jesus and say, have compassion on us. Help us. And so we want to do the same thing that this dad did. See here, it doesn't say that this dad was amazing. It doesn't say that there's anything special about this dad. All it says is this dad brought his son to Jesus. And so what do we learn from that? Dad, come to Jesus on behalf of your kids and ask for compassion and help. It's hard. It is so hard to raise kids. Because not only are we dealing with our own sin, because we have sin, we have this sinful nature, even though we've been set free from it, it still wants to mess up everything good in us. We're no longer slaves to it, but it's still in us. So not only are we battling that, but then our wife also has sin that she's battling, and then all of our kids have sin. And so it's hard. And so this man who has a demon-possessed son comes and just says, Jesus, have compassion on us. Help us. And so, Dad, what you take away from that is this, is don't say, I can't come to Christ until I get everything in order. That's not the point. The point is, is that come to Jesus and cry out for compassion and for help. Our God is good. He knows our weaknesses, dads. And here's the thing is that we're just going to come to him and say, Lord, help. Have compassion on us. Have compassion on our family. And as dads, we know where all the glory will go. Turn to John chapter 4, verse 46. says this, so he came again to Cana in Galilee, where he had made water wine. And at Capernaum, there was an official whose son was ill. Just look at this. There's a, an official who has a sick son. And this man heard that Jesus had come from Judea to Galilee, and he went to him and asked him to come down and to heal his son 
for he was at the point of death. So this dad comes on behalf of his son who's at the point of death. And Jesus said to him, unless you see signs and wonders, you will not believe. The official said to him, sir, come down before my child dies. Jesus said to him, go, your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And he was going down. His servants met him and told him that his son was recovering. So he asked them the hour when he had began to get better. And they said to him, yesterday at the seventh hour, the fever left him. The father knew that was the hour when Jesus had said to him, your son will live. And he himself believed and his household. And so look at this. So first we see a dad coming on behalf of his daughter. Then we see a dad coming on behalf of his demon-possessed son. And now we see a dad coming to Jesus on behalf of his son who is about to die. And here's what we find is that he asks Jesus. He asks Jesus to heal his son. But in verse 50, here's what we want to learn, dads. We want to do what this dad said. And again, let me just remind you, it does not say that this dad was so righteous and pure and honorable. It doesn't say that. It just says that he came to Jesus. He came to Jesus on behalf of his child. And in verse 50, it says, The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him, and he went on his way. And so, dads, here's what we want to do. Here's what we want to take from this, is we want to believe the words of Jesus. And so as we study his word, as you spend time with him on your own, and as you discover things that Jesus has told you in the scriptures, you want to say this, you know what? I believe the words of Jesus. I have faith that he is going to do what he said he's going to do. I hope that you are encouraged, Dad. I hope that you see that these men who come to Jesus on behalf of their kids are rewarded. Now let me look to show you Matthew chapter 17. This last father that we are going to look at, this father is actually perfect. This father has never sinned. So the first three fathers have sinned. They've fallen short. They're unrighteous. But they came to the righteous one. This last one is God the Father, the perfect one. Now, what can we learn from God the Father? Let me read to you Matthew 17, 1 through 7. And after six days, Jesus took him. Peter and James and John, his brother, and led them up on a high mountain by themselves. And he was transfigured before them, and his face shone like the sun, and his clothes became white as light. And behold, there appeared to them Moses and Elijah talking with him. And Peter said to Jesus, Lord, it is good that we are here. If you wish, I'll make these tents here. One for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. He was still speaking when, behold, a bright cloud 
overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved Son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. When the disciples heard this, they fell on their faces and were terrified. But Jesus came and touched them, saying, Rise and have no fear. And so, dads, what are we going to learn from this passage? What are we going to learn from this dad, God the Father, the perfect dad? Here's what we're going to learn. Is that God the Father, the perfect dad, says, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. And so, what we're going to do as dads is that we're going to come to Jesus. And we're going to Listen to him. And so look at all three of those first dads. Remember the first dad falls at the feet of Jesus on behalf of his daughter. And so what are we going to do, dads? We're going to fall at the feet of Jesus on behalf of our kids. We're going to come to him. When things are going amazing, when things are not going amazing, we're going to fall at the feet of Jesus. The second dad, this dad brought his son to Jesus and asked for compassion and help. And so dads, what are we going to do? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to go to God and ask for compassion and for help. Because we need it. We, we know we need it. We need compassion and help. What do we learn from the third dad? Well, the third dad in John 4.50 says, Jesus said to him, Go, and your son will live. The man believed the word that Jesus spoke to him and went on his way. And so what are we going to learn as dads? Well, what we are going to learn is that we are going to believe the words of Jesus. We're going to believe them. We're going to model to our kids a belief in Jesus, a faith in him. We're going to live our lives demonstrating that we really believe that when we leave this earth that we get to go be with Jesus forever. And so everything that we do and everything that we say will demonstrate our belief in the words of Jesus. And then when we mess up, we're going to believe that the words of Jesus said, when you mess up, come to me and I'll forgive you. So we're going to do that. We're going to believe that when we're weak, he is strong. And what do we learn from the fourth dad? The perfect dad. We learn this, Matthew 17, 5. And a voice from the cloud said, This is my beloved son with whom I am well pleased. Listen to him. So, Dad, what we're going to do is we're going to do what God the Father does. We're going to tell our kids, listen to Jesus. Listen to Jesus. Now, as we close, have the worship team come on up here. If you haven't trusted Jesus, here's what the Bible says. That God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but of everlasting life. And what that means is this, is that Jesus loves you, that we've all failed, 
But if God the Father tells us to listen to the Son, the Son has told us this, that he went to a cross and that he died in our place. And that if we confess our sins, he is just and he is faithful to forgive us our sins. And so we are going to do what the Father tells us to do. We are going to believe the Son, that he is the Messiah. He's the Savior of the world. And if you haven't done that, here's what you do. Just where you're sitting, you just say, I believe. I believe that Jesus is the Christ. He's the Savior of the world. I give him my life. And God knows what to do. We're going to have a time of invitation. And so what I'm doing is I'm inviting you to worship the Lord. Maybe for the first time. Maybe you don't know him, but maybe now you do know him. You have believed on Christ. And so what I'm going to invite you to do as we sing this last worship song, I'm going to invite you just to worship him for the first time. But maybe you've been a Christian for a long time. I'm going to invite you to worship him with your whole heart. And as we sing, I invite you to pray for the dads that we do these things. I'm going to invite the wives to pray for compassion and for help upon their husbands. If you want to come up and talk more about the Lord, I'm going to be up here. But just know this, the Lord hears you. So however the Lord leads you, you respond. Stand with me as I pray. Father, it is an amazing thing that these three dads knew what to do. They came to Jesus. They came to Jesus on behalf of their kids. They cried out for help and for mercy. They cried out for compassion. And Lord, you gave it to them. You're faithful and you're just. And Father, we know that you have told us to listen to Jesus. And so, Lord, we pray that we would do that. But as we go, I pray that every dad would feel so joyful knowing that Jesus has their family. And that Jesus is the answer. So, Lord, pray that they would, they would just know they can come to, come to you, Lord. They can be forgiven and they can be empowered by you to be the dads that you've called them to be. Lord, I pray that you would just, just meet us where we're at. Bless us, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen.